and welcome to the NCETM podcast. I'm Gwen Trezida from the NCETM communications team and I'm very pleased to be here today with my guest Rachel Beddows, who is the Girls Participation Coordinator for the Advanced Math Support Programme or the AMSP. Hello Rachel. Hello. We're here today in February in Birmingham with our eyes very much on International Women's Day due to take place, as it does every year, on the 8th of March. We thought this might be a good moment to prompt listeners to think about girls' participation in maths in their own schools, not only in terms of numbers that take maths beyond GCSE, but also in terms of how much and how girls get involved in lessons. I'm hoping that Rachel will be able to give us some food for thought around girls' participation in maths, an idea of the national picture, what AMSP's role is in that, and maybe some ideas of what teachers might be able to do locally in their own schools and classrooms to promote maths with girls and to widen participation. So, Rachel... First of all, for those listeners who haven't yet caught up with the change from FMSP, the Further Math Support Programme, to AMSP, the Advanced Math Support Programme, can you just tell us what happened there? Why the name change and what's the difference between the two? Okay, so um, essentially it, it's, an, it's, a just a, it's a new programme, it's a new contract. Okay. And um, so that started on the 1st of May 2018. And um, it's, the aim of the programme is to just be a even further reaching really so um, as well as promoting all level three maths qualifications to students and teachers so not just a level and as level maths and further maths but also core maths okay um, and also providing you know support to teachers um, who are delivering those those subjects those qualifications and across key stage four as well so it's just a bit more wide-reaching and also with a focus on um, you know, students uh, perhaps from low socioeconomic backgrounds and breaking down barriers for all students really so that they can progress on further with maths. Okay, and as the Girls Participation Officer, I believe that's a new role, is that right? Yes, that's right. Um, and that's part of this, um, you know, encouraging all students to see that, you know, hoping that they will see the benefit of studying maths after GCSE, so so I have a focus on girls, but I'm in part of a team called Raising Participation. So the objective is to reach out to all students. Okay, so um, can you tell us about um, your background a bit and how you came to apply for this job, and um, your, maybe your personal experiences as, as a girl, and then later on as a woman studying maths? Yeah, sure. So I um, was very fortunate. I've always quite enjoyed maths. Uh, and got on well with it and I did um, study it at A level and did a degree in maths uh, but then I that's like I knew how to study maths so <laughs> but then I thought oh my gosh I've got to grow up and get a job what should I do um, but at that time I'd also been working in my summers um, at Southwest in electricity so um, I got taken on by them and that, that was the first time I really noticed sort of it not a problem but that's when I came across any barriers to being a woman because I was on a graduate engineering program and there were 20 of us and I was the only female oh really yeah so that's the first time I came across that and then I was also in a new environment which is a workplace and that was an office Uh, and um, again because of the industry that I was in that was predominantly male not totally of course Um, but for me that that particular role wasn't quite right Uh, I like to be out and about and talking and so I did what any other person would do is I went to teach maths because I wanted everybody else to love it as much as I did. So I did teach maths for uh, around 20 years. Uh, I've been teaching maths. And then the last five years, uh, I was the STEM coordinator at our school because I've always tried 
in my lessons to show different applications of maths because you hate it and students go, what am I going to need that for? <laughs> I try and preempt those questions, not always. Um, so I'm always trying to bring the maths and the outside world into the classroom. And so this STEM coordinator's job is a brilliant way to do that. Um, so I got to work with lots of different employers, different companies, and host experiences at the school and then take students out. Um, and so because I love that part of the job so much, um, when this role came up, that's kind of what I went for. Okay. And so, so why do you think um, AMSP feel that there's a need for a girls' participation officer? Are girls not as good at maths? Oh, well, no, that's, that's not the case. So um, girls perform on average equally as well. There's a slight difference um, at GCSE, um, but only at like a percentage point or so, and only at the very top grades. Okay. Uh, when you look at passing a GCSE, so say grade four and above, girls do equally as well a bit better than um, boys uh, and at A level girls do equally as well so attainment isn't um, a problem but for some reason we've been stuck for the last I don't know however many years at a similar percentage of uptake well not well uptake that's another issue but let's talk about the balance in an A level uh, on an A level course yeah. um, it's about 39% girls and just over 60% uh, boys, um, so that's I mean, the national figure. Is that's it? the national figure. Are you talking about A level maths? That's um, A level maths. Yes. Yeah, so at further right. maths, that would be more like twenty eight percent in a cohort of females and seventy two percent. Okay, so males. that's a massive imbalance, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that's a, that's on a par with physics. Right. Unless it's about the same twenty five seventy five, and then if you want to get even more extreme, you're talking computer science, but. Um, <laughs> But there is no, there's no barrier in terms of generally attainment um, uh, for girls. But the Vast Mass Support Programme is, you know, what we know is that um, these young people now at school are going to be competing in like a global workforce. Mm. And from some research that's been done, well, just because we know it, um, in the UK, uh, maths is not compulsory after age 16. And... The take-up of maths, um, so the percentage take-up is about 28%, somewhere between 25 and 28%. And this makes the UK, with its you know, competitors, other, con- other countries in the developed world, an outlier. Right. Uh, a lot of countries have greater than 50% uptake. Really? Or, uh, in the USA, about 80% uptake, who study some maths after their equivalent of a, of a GCSE. Yeah. Um, so, you know... Students are at a disadvantage, really, if they're not doing some more maths. And so, you know, there's other subjects that involve a lot of maths. So, um, so core maths is brilliant at that. So, core maths not only supports the maths in other subjects, but it's the kind of maths that you use in the real world or in your job. Um, and, you know, there's no reason why students shouldn't be able to progress on to do more math. Sometimes they think, oh, hooray, I've got 16, I don't need to do more. <laughs> but what they need to know, if they really understood that it was putting them at a disadvantage, I think, you know, more of them would want to carry on. So what I think you're starting to get at is, um, is ways of increasing girls' participation. But do you want to tell us why you think girls aren't participating in as great numbers as the boys are at post-16? Is it... Is it I mean, you're saying that they, they're doing as well at GCSE, so is it mm-hmm. the, a lack of belief that they can actually do it, or is it that they don't really like maths, or, you know, what are the yeah. issues? Yeah, so that's a good question. So there are, there are quite a few, well, there's a few studies 
into that. So um, our predecessors, the Further Mass Support Programme, um, they did some research um, along with um, UCL, University in London. And we, we will, by the way, put this on the uh, podcast page so that people can go and look it up. So Brilliant. That's, it's a brilliant piece of research, but there's research that's been done since... Um, for example, by the Institute of Fiscal Studies that came out in August 2018, um, supported by the STEM Skills Fund. And they've come to very, very similar conclusions. Yeah. What is it that stops girls? What are, what are those barriers? And um, so, yes, it's not attainment. So it, a couple of the things are, you know, girls need to see that maths is useful, sort of the utility of maths. And, you know, is it going to be useful to them in their career? Are they, are they going to need it? Um, they they don't understand how maths necessarily fits in into different job roles and work experience. So that was an interesting thing that came out of the most recent research is that they would girls would like more sort of STEM work experience. What they need is um, they they don't necessarily see maths or STEM as for them. So they need to. So one thing that we're working on is you know trying to break down those barriers and provide. You know, role models, relatable role models. That's one thing that came out of the research. Um, not necessarily, uh, you know, super high flyer celebrity mathematicians. They might be able to see themselves as that girls, but um, they want to see this useful and valuable in in, the, in their life. But you're right, confidence is a is a massive thing. So for girls, they have this um, their self concept is lower. Is is how it's sort of phrased, which means. Right they perceive themselves as not as good at maths as they actually are. When you test students, girls and boys often perform similarly. You know, that's generally what happens. But if you got them to rate themselves, then that's different. Boys can often, and of course I'm stereotyping now, which is the thing I'm trying not to do, <laughs> um, can often you know, rate their abilities higher. Yeah. And, and girls will say, oh, I'm not so good. But when you do the test and you look at the scores, there's various research on this as well. Um, you know, they, they come out very similar. So it's their self-concept. Yeah. And the other issue so, that we have... Carry on. Uh, and that's not specific to maths, I think. Is that right, that girls underrate themselves? Yeah, I don't totally know about right, that, okay. but I know that that is the case yeah. in maths. That's the research that I've looked at. Yeah. But I'm sure that that's right. It's, conf- confidence is a thing. But the other issue that girls have is that they're kind of all-rounders. So we know that at GCSE, on the whole, girls do a lot better than boys and they're across the board. Right. Um, and now they basically only choose three subjects if they were going to go on to further study, or maybe four. Um, and if this is one of the things that came out of the research, if maths isn't their best subject, they're not so um, keen to take it. Yeah. And also, uh, the other thing that's the number one thing for girls was they need to enjoy maths. So, therefore, it's important how we teach them maths as well, um, because they need they need to they need to enjoy it. All these factors affect boys as well, but those are just the ones that are more marked for girls. So, given given that those are the barriers, as identified by some of these pieces of research. uh, What are you doing in your role, and what is the AMSP doing to try and tackle those yes so um, one of the things that we do so I'm in the raising participation team okay. in the AMSP we have teacher support teams and resources and curriculum teams as well and the aim there just being to raise participation at level 3 across the board that's right okay, absolutely yeah. yeah so in 
each of the qualifications, A&S level and A-level maths, further maths and the course. And so we, well, we have a team of area coordinators, okay, because obviously if it was just a central team, it's, <laughs> we wouldn't get to reach many people, so we have area coordinators who are fantastic and they know their areas and their schools really well. And so we run quite a few enrichment events. Um, we try to promote that if students come to enrichment events that you have you know, a gender-balanced group. But we do also uh, run some girls-only enrichment events and an increasing, num- an increasing number of those, I would say. Um, so um, those enrichment events could be quite bespoke if a school contacts their coordinator say, oh, you know, in our school we're trying to get... Um, more girls to take maths yeah. after GCSE or quite often they're larger events so they've, um, they might be held at a university for over 100 or 150 students and we'd have some maybe slightly higher profile speakers come in and we'd do some workshops with them but you just create uh, you know an atmosphere and a buzz around maths and doing maths and also we point out to them how useful it would be for careers and supporting other subjects, so those those events are great. Okay. Um, yes, but those aren't one-off events. I I would like to say that although the, each event is one-off, yeah. But it's important to have regular events so that you know you could tell a girl in year eight all about maths. Great, but then if she doesn't really think about it again until she's in year eleven, you know, it's too late. There's all these other influences. So we try and have regular things that you can come to across your school life. Okay, so if some of our listeners are thinking about the girls in their school and wanting to support their participation, uh, perhaps build their confidence, um, they can contact AMSP and and get in touch with the regional coordinator, is that right? Yes, that's right. So, um, yeah, you can contact the regional coordinator on our website. Um, there's also the list of the events that are already planned on there that you okay. could engage with. Um, also, there's a teacher's page, and on that, which we're developing at the moment, will be like a, a pack of resources. There'll be some information on what works well with girls and what doesn't, perhaps. So for teachers to use for in teachers their own to use, yeah. In their own classrooms. Absolutely. Right. And if they wanted to um, you know, set up a maths club that might just be for girls, you could obviously use it for girls and boys. There'll be resources on there as well. And you know, information that you could use with parents because we know that parents are key influencers with all students, but particularly with girls. And if they don't know the latest up-to-date information about maths, you know, the fact that there's this newish qualification called maths and how useful that is, or or if they don't know that other subjects contain a lot of maths, because a third of non-maths and science A-levels all have to access assess that's the word, assess yeah. mathematical skills. Right. So, you know, if you stop maths at 16 and you're not doing any for two years, I mean, my gosh, you know, it's quite easy to forget it, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, there'll be resources for teachers that they can use with students and with parents and, yeah. Right, okay. Um, can you talk a little bit about core maths? Is that, um, well, first of all, can you tell the listeners what core maths is and then maybe tell us whether you feel that's an important component in the raising participation for girls particularly? Yeah, I think it is. Um, Really, it's about having qualifications that are equipping our young people for for the future, to be the future workforce. Um, 
So core maths is a level three qualification where essentially the um, entry requirement is that you've got a grade four or above at GCSE. So, I mean, there are 300,000 or more, I may have that wrong, but uh, students are eligible to, yeah. do, to do this course. Um, and I was at um, a private school, as it happens, recently, and I wondered what their opinion on core maths might be. And the maths teacher there, she said, oh yeah, we love core maths. We call it chatty maths. <laughs> and that's brilliant because, you know, it's so easy to use examples from, from the real world in a core maths lesson uh, because it's not about maths getting the answers right first or that kind of thing it's about modeling what's going on around you it's about finance uh, skills that you're going to use in later in life um and it's great because it's maths you can talk about she's absolutely right and um and that and that's great and you can see how maths you know influences things that go on in the real world and how you can use maths for good and in a recent survey by Tomorrow Engineers, young people, 90% of young people said they want a job that, um, you know, will, will do good in the world or tackle mm-hmm. social issues. Uh, and, encouraging. You, you know, yeah, and that's, which is brilliant. And you know that you can tackle those sorts of things mm-hmm. in core maths. So let me get this right. It's a level three qualification, so post sixteen. Yep. It's beyond GCSE. Yeah. Uh, is it equivalent to an A level? So, um, in terms of, oh, I've got something very exciting to tell you actually. So glad you asked that question. In terms of UCAS points, yeah, uh, it's equivalent to like half an A level to an AS level, and um, universities, well. We, we, in our raising participation team, we have some people who work hard with universities to uh, you know, let them know about the qualifications that we have. So universities are all aware of it. But in the last couple of weeks, um, Bath University has come out and been very explicit about core maths. And if, so if you go to Bath University and um, you're going to study a, a non-science subject, so something that doesn't require... I should say that more correctly, something, a subject that doesn't require A-level maths as an entry requirement. Right. Uh, so maybe social science or something like that. If you have an AS level in maths or you have core maths, you will get a reduced offer. So, for example, if it was three A's, you might be offered two A's and a B. Right. So because there's such a massive quantitative content you know, in such a wide range of degrees... So, I mean, that's brilliant. So they're the first of many universities to come out of that, I hope. <laughs> yeah. So they're really backing it then. They are. Keen yes. on the qualification. But the other thing to say about core maths is it's, um, it supports other subjects, which I know I have said, but, you know, we want students to be able to choose to, enjoy, to study whatever it is that they enjoy. But we know that a lot of girls, that the most popular subjects for girls at A-level are psychology and biology, and um, they might not see that they need to do maths with that. But core maths, there's loads of examples from psychology and biology, so that's a really good subject choice for them. But it, that's one of the things they're working on, of course, is to get the right message out to the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think once that is achieved, then even more girls and more students will take core maths. So you've talked a little bit about the events that you've got um, running for girls uh, to increase participation, which are all, all on the AMSP website. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about the sort of work that uh, might be done in schools if a teacher was to contact you and say, we want something in our school, something bespoke? I mean, obviously, that's going to be bespoke, <laughs> so it's hard to generalise, but can you talk about what might, what 
might you suggest in that yeah. situation? So, um, actually, one of the um, if um, a school is interested in that, we um, on one of the one of the things that will be available to them through the website or through their area coordinator is we have a a girls participation self audit, and so there are lots of strategies on on there such as, um, well, firstly, engaging with SLT, because really you need to sort of get the whole school. It's a whole school approach, really. So the Institute of Physics, this is a little aside, I know, um, but uh, they've done lots of research on trying to increase the numbers of girls taking physics A-level. And the conclusion that they've come to is actually this is a whole school approach. And it's not about getting girls to do physics. It's again about getting a gender balance across all subjects, really. So it's a whole school approach. So if you're trying to get, um, you know, a gender balance in your level three maths qualifications, um, then you need to have your senior leaders on board. And mm. uh, um, what we um, so there's this self audit, and you can look at lots of ideas on there. Um, when you say self audit, is that the school auditing itself? So yes. So for example, just for example, you could work with the area coordinator, but you don't need to. You could do this yourself, and you could look at this self audit, and it could say, are you are you doing these things? So for example, um, you know, do do you have do you invite in role models? So do, have you ever invited any sort of young female professionals or any any person that you know who was using maths in their job? Um, you know, and show show that to the students, show them to the students, um, uh, give them to the opportunity to question them about so the the visitor, their journey, how they got into doing what they were doing, because that really appeals to girls in particular, right. um, so that they could see could I could I see myself in that job or studying that subject, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's there on the self audit. There's some other organisations that you could um, work with or go to their events, such as the, you know, the STEMETs and um, places like that. There's other projects you could get involved Tell with. Tell us about the STEMETs. Oh, the STEMETs. Well, so I, I, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, so, um, so they're headed up by Dr Anne-Maria Maffedon, um, and um, she is essentially... Um, a prodigy and a computer scientist but she you know just wants girls to be able to achieve whatever they want she doesn't want them to see any barriers uh, and to break those down so their events are very informal they're fun and they're for they're current and they involve a lot of role models talking about their stories right um as well as they do hackathons and other activities. What is so a hackathon? A hackathon. Well, I haven't been to a hackathon, yet, but for example, they uh, work a lot with different tech companies, and they go in and they might say make a um, a website or do some coding. So it's to give these girls this experience, and you know they feel so comfortable and relaxed. And there's food, and it's full of girls, right? Um, you know, and perhaps these girls know nothing about this, you know, so they don't feel intimidated in any way. Um, and the other thing, if we go back to this, the self-order, is you know we've got data that you can look at. So you could look at your school, and perhaps your school does have low participation in numbers of girls at level three, but there might be another school that you could pick out from the data set who's in your region, who has a similar cohort to you perhaps, but they've, but they've been successful. So, you know, um, uh, and there's things that you could um, pick up for there. But we're... Like I think I may have said already, I can't remember. We're putting together, you know, resources that um, teachers can use. So if you don't do any enrichment, come along to some of the AMSP events or here are some lessons that 
a sort of maybe more girl friendly that you could that you could try. Um, um, although we know attainment isn't an issue, we do know that sometimes girls are a bit scared, or maybe I'm not quite good enough to do A level maths. So there's some like taster lessons that you could do with them okay. so you break that down. So I'm also thinking about our listeners that are teaching in 11 to 16 schools. Yeah. And um, you know you're you're from the advanced math support program, yeah. which perhaps suggests very much yeah. A level and post sixteen. Um, but I'm gathering from you that actually this, if if a girl is going to choose maths post sixteen, the work needs to start earlier than yes. that. So you know a lot of our listeners will be from eleven to sixteen schools, and they'll be looking at their classes who are probably fairly gender balanced. Uh, but perhaps a very different sort of involvement from girls in the class and boys in the class. Do you think there's things that those teachers can do to encourage the girls in their class and to make them feel perhaps a bit more like this might be a subject that I study post-16? Yes, so you're right, Advanced Maths Support Programme, but we we work with Key Stage 3 and Key Stage 4 teachers and students, so, I mean, it would be fabulous if, if they could come along to enrichment events because... GCSE is a, is a marker, isn't it? But it's not a, it's not an end point. And I'm sure that those teachers would want their students to carry on with, with maths for as long as possible because we know of all the benefits that it has for students. Um, so I would just say to those teachers, you know, to just to speak so positively <laughs> of mathematics, to be so encouraging and to show that your students, but particularly your girls, who, like we said, are all-rounders and there's perhaps a lot of pulls on what they should study, you know, is to just show them that you have faith in them. Because I believe it's a lot of it is in, is in you know, relationship that you have with your students. Right. So it's just to... Sh- if we know that they have low confidence, low self-concept, it's just to have... To have faith and show them that you demonstrate that you have faith in those in those students. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I've only taught in eleven to eighteen schools, so you know, I've wanted to drag all my students with me for as long as possible. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I think when I was teaching A level, um, I think I I looked at my A level classes. They were the sort of gender imbalance you're talking about: a few girls and lots of boys. Um, and I felt that as a female teacher, there I was, the female role model, mm-hmm. that should be enough to yeah. keep the girls engaged. And yet, I think I lost girls from those A-level classes as much or more than my male colleagues. So it obviously wasn't enough just being female and being no. a maths teacher. What else should I have been doing? What else could teachers be doing in that situation? Yeah. I mean, you've talked about encouraging girls and yes. letting them know that you believe in them. Is, th- is there more or is it a whole school thing that needs to be happening? Um, well, it's certainly that that you believe in them, and as I think I mentioned, you know, perhaps giving them a taster of what A level maths is like to show them before, not, yeah, yeah, so that it's not scary and it's not elitist, and uh, you know, and do it in a context that might be important to them. So, if you know that they're, you know, into climate change, or um, you know, there's so much you know maths you could do looking at. The, Reducing plastic or so, whatever, if you know that they're they're passionate about that, mm. um, so social issues and things like that. But of course, the influences on girls of all young people is just is just vast. It's you know, uh, so there's so many things, and we know um, we've just done some unconscious bias training mm. uh, with some people from the Institute of Physics mm. because how we see the world is based on our own experiences. So these girls. 
if I'm just talking about girls, you know, in, in their families, if, you know, they hear those negative comments that we don't like to repeat about maths or, you know, like um, we've said, oh, I don't ever use maths, you won't need it or anything like that, you know, they're getting all those messages and so the fact that just for three hours or four hours a week they have their positive maths teacher is just not quite enough. So, um, yes, so to work on all those things as well, getting the right message out to parents, um, you know, and as the Math Support Programme, we, we can try to do that, and we do, but the way to do that is through the schools, uh, you know, because they've got the direct access um, to the parents. So it's about making sure the right messages um, get out. So as a teacher, yeah, have faith in your students and... Um, be a role model yourself, but you know, bring in role models. Um, there was a campaign by the Wise, uh, which is Women in Science and Engineering, called People Like Me, and uh, and that's about um, reaching girls through like questions about the personality and things, but also always working with these uh, perhaps young females, but certainly young and uh, achievable role models that have a great influence on young people. I think you were talking about something on their website earlier, weren't you, about where girls can fill in a questionnaire, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So um, they've got a new, um, just released this month actually, a new campaign, which is My Skills, My Life, but it's, it's similar, it's a little bit more high-tech. But um, yeah, what's, what's great is that the girls can, um, and boys could do it, but the girls could um, uh, sort of, they answer, well, they don't answer questions, they just choose adjectives to describe the personality, I'm friendly, I'm bubbly or I'm shy or I'm you know I'm methodical or I'm the, the things that describe the personalities mm-hmm. and then they're matched to um, STEM jobs oh, okay. because and it's really really interesting because if you ask students if even if you ask adults to be fair we can't really think of many job titles <laughs> I would think of jobs that there are and there are so many uh, and so it enlightens them to the types of jobs that are out there and how their personalities fit but all these jobs in this uh, in this campaign, are STEM jobs. Right. So they're all going to need maths. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to tell me about International Women's Day and what it means to you personally, and also if AMSP is doing anything particularly to mark the day? Uh, yes, so, um, so in International Women's Day, it's important. I've never really... Uh, I've never put on any events or anything like that for it before. In schools, we've done things for... Um, Women in Engineering Day, you know, um, but it, as teachers, we've sort of you know talked about it and mm. supported it. Um, and this year, their hashtag is Balance for Better, and that sort of that ties in nicely with what we're doing at the Advanced Math Support Program and how we've looked at the, you know we are trying to encourage all students, no matter what their background. Um, or their their ethnicity, their socio-economic background, or their culture. That you know, we're trying to break all those barriers down for them to see that that maths can be for them. Uh, so you know, balance for the better. Um, so that's really talking about gender balance fits in nicely with that. And what we're doing. Um, so I think we'll be um, we'll be tweeting and uh, <laughs> social mediaing around the day. But um, yeah, we might even be able to tweet this podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, Okay, so we've talked, we've talked about what teachers can do in their classroom. Um, could you talk a little bit about what schools can do? Because I think what you've, what you've given me an impression of is teachers can do so much in their classroom, but actually yeah. it needs to be a whole school thing. Are there particular things that schools could put in place that would make 
um, girls perhaps look more to STEM subjects at A level or level yeah. three. So it's a little bit about that gender balance like we were talking and also about creating the, cult, the culture in school. Um, so how does the school go about yeah. creating that culture? It's quite, yeah, it's that's quite hard to pin down, isn't it? It is quite hard to pin down. But, and it would certainly need to come from the top, mm. um, you know, and, and as well as, I'm going to say from the bottom, but I don't mean that. I mean, it needs to come from, from uh, the senior management and it needs to come from the classroom teachers um, on the ground. But, I, you know, I found that in schools, you know, for example, most STEM things that I've taken my students to previously, they would ask for, uh, if you bring this team or this cohort, could you make sure that it's 50-50 split, you know, or gender balanced? So I think that it's important in all opportunities across school to, to promote that so that they can see that certain things aren't just for boys or, mm. or, or just for girls. And another thing that I found creates a buzz in school is like is competition. Um, and so you know, and so that's that's been good in changing the culture in the school that I was at before, as well as working with outside organisations. Because when students hear messages that aren't from teachers, they're more more readily listen to them. Um, so I think you know that anything you can do, and giving the right advice as well, um, because. You know, often a student would say to me, I don't know, what should I study at university, you know? Uh, and, um, and I don't really know exactly how universities work or how that particular career works. But one thing that we're doing um, at the AMSP is we're trying to get those correct messages into careers advisors and heads of sixth form. So, you know, because a student might say, oh, I want to study um, biology. What... Well, here is an anecdotal bit. So I bumped into an old student of mine in the hairdressers, and I've worked with her since year eight. She's done various STEM projects across the, the years, and she's now in year 12. I said, oh, how is it going in the sixth form? What are you studying? Oh, yes, yeah, she says, I'm doing English, RS, and biology. I was like, oh, no. And maths, of course I'm doing maths, <laughs> you know. So that, so that was brilliant. But, it's, you know, to make sure that... You know, she could have said, I'm doing these three, I think I could do another one. And they might have said, oh, well, we'll go nice with that. You know, the head of sixth form could, but it's so important that, you know, we've talked about um, the future job market and, and lots of other reasons, but that maths is a really important subject and you could do so much with it. And they don't always get that because they have a perception, don't they, that it's um, something you have to do and I can't wait to stop it. Thank you, Rachel. Okay, it's thanks. been really interesting interviewing you. Thank you very much for being here today.